Bienvenidos to La Raza Chronicles. Welcome to Crónicas de la Raza. We continue our call for justice to all survivors and victims of state violence in the Americas. As people take to the streets globally, we ask for transformation of our national legal system, policing, military health care, and education systems. Now is the time to imagine the world we want to live in. Now is the time to push back against these oppressive systems that permit the many ways of violence. We stand with protests and we push for creativity, compassionate and humane alternatives to our current institutions. We also call on an individual level for us as people of Latin American descent to call out anti-blackness wherever we see it in our communities and recognize the ways we benefit from it. Tonight's program features a journey with musicologist Greg Landau through the latest Mexican sounds in the world music scene and a tribute to the passing of Nicaraguan national poet Ernesto Cardenal. We begin with a bilingual Spanish-English conversation on Black Lives Matter between poet Nina Serrano of La Raza Chronicles and Berkeley Poet Laureate Rafael Jesus Gonzalez. It was recorded on Zoom in accordance with our KPFA health policy to shelter in place. My guest today is Rafael Jesus Gonzalez. Rafael Jesus Gonzalez was born in the bilingual, bicultural setting of El Paso, Texas. He is a professor emeritus of Laney College, Oakland, where he founded the Mexican and Latin American Studies Department. In 2013, he received the Cesar E. Chavez Lifetime Award. The city of Berkeley honored him with a Lifetime Achievement Award in 2015. He was named the city of Berkeley's first poet laureate in 2017. Bienvenido, Rafael Jesus Gonzalez, to La Raza Chronicles. Gracias, Nina querida. Siempre es un placer estar contigo. It's always a pleasure to, to be with you, even if it be virtually with you as it is today. I'm very eager to have you share with us the beautiful new poem you've written for the Black Lives Matter issue. As you know, as you have mentioned, I was born and raised in El Paso, Texas, Juarez, Chihuahua, Twin City. So I have two muses, one speaks in Spanish and the other in English, and most of my work is in the two languages. So that said, wake up, U.S. America. When a ball player kneels upon the turf to protest for justice, when a ballroom song made sacred is played, he is vilified and fired. But when police take their knees to the necks of their victims or shoot them, more often than not, it is called 
in the line of duty. Do we not see because we sleep? Or are we blind like we like to portray justice? Unbind her eyes that she may see that her scales are out of balance. That she is not color blind, and if she is to correct it. In the vision of the Tao, black and white are equal, one no more of value than the other. But her scales are weighted to the white, all shades of black not counting for much. Is it because we sleep? If it is only sleep, wake up, U.S. America. If it is the refuse to see, may the gods help us. Despierta, Estados Unidos, America. Cuando un jugador de pelota se hinca sobre la hierba para protestar por la justicia, cuando se toca una canción de cantina hecha sagrada, se le denigra y despide. Pero cuando la policía pone en la rodilla al cuello de sus víctimas o les disparan, más veces que no se le llama cumpliendo su deber. No vemos porque dormimos o somos ciegos, como nos gusta representar a la justicia. Quitémosle la venda de los ojos para que vea que su báscula está fuera de balance, que no es daltónica y si lo es, que lo corrija. En la visión del Tao, lo negro y lo blanco son equivalentes uno a no más de valor que el otro, pero su báscula se desequilibra a favor de lo blanco, todo matiz de negro, no contando por mucho. Será porque dormimos. Si solamente es que dormimos, despierta Estados Unidos, América. Si es que nos dejamos saber, que nos ayuden los dioses. Thank you, Rafael. Beautiful poem. That, so needed. Gracias. You know, in that poem, I, I really liked how you dealt with something that I find very problematic. That I want to say America in a poem, but I really mean the United States, but that's not how we usually speak of it. We usually say in America. And yet I want to honor the fact that America is a continent. It isn't just the United States. So you put them together and that was just a very simple solution to that ideological problem. What I find ideological problem. Well, it is a problem because it's actually the United States of America. And that is its full title. The appropriation, of course, of the of the name uh, of the of the Western Hemisphere is a reclaiming of it for itself. So yes, I always try to make the distinction between the United States 
and the continents of North and South America and Central America. So what is this other poem that you have? As you know, I'm in the habit of, of writing and sharing with my friends and colleagues and family and poems celebrating the full moon. For that habit of mine, I've been called the lunatic poet. I think that, that is a rather appropriate <laughs> epithet for me. <laughs> Certainly the lunacy <laughs> applies. The moon masks herself. Prepare, an astrologist friend tells us, for the moon tonight to mask herself in the Earth's shadow. The first lunar eclipse of the year followed fast upon the conjunction of Saturn, father of gods, of time, of generation, dissolution, renewal, liberation, and Pluto, hoarder of wealth, king of the underworld, a once every 38 years occurrence. At that time, he wrote, yes, we're in for it. Great changes are upon us. The time for transformation has arrived. Eclipses are harbingers of exposure when shadow contents become more visible. This heralds a time of great change where our world is shaken up, shaken in order to awaken. Three eclipses in a row rather than two in this eclipse cycle, he notes. And we awaken. Sequestered in our houses by the pandemic, the threat of the other pestilence of fascism draws many of us from our shelters at the risk of contagion. Which is the worst? Fenced in a big white house, chief Plutocrat Demagogue 45 demands curfews and threatens to call the army to squelch all protest. But, says Naomi, when they say we don't have the right to protest, that is the moment to flood the streets. And many of us know it to be so. Our lives are at stake and not only from a crowned virus. Venus, the plumed serpent, prepares to immolate himself in the bonfire of the sun to rise again seven days later as the Lord of the Dawn. A 584-day cycle begins. How far? In 584 days, will we take our revolution, our healing revolution. La luna enmascarada. Prepárense, un amigo astrólogo nos dice, a que la luna esta noche se enmascare con la sombra de la tierra. 
el primer eclipse lunar del año. Pronto siguió la conjunción de Saturno, padre de dioses, del tiempo, de la generación, disolución, renovación, liberación. Y Pluto, acumulador de riqueza, rey del inframundo, ocurrencia de una vez cada 38 años. En ese momento escribió, sí, estamos comprometidos. Grandes cambios están sobre nosotros. Ha llegado el tiempo para la transformación. Los eclipses son presigio de la revelación cuando el contenido de las sombras se hace más visible. Esto anuncia el momento de gran cambio, donde el mundo se sacude, se sacude para que despierte. Tres eclipses seguidos en vez de dos en este ciclo de eclipses, nota, y despertamos. Aislados en nuestras casas por la pandemia, la amenaza de la otra pestilencia del fascismo nos saca muchos de nuestros refugios a riesgo de contagio. ¿Cuál es peor? Cercado en una gran casa blanca. El jefe de Magogo, Plutar, Trico, 45, exige toques de queda y amenaza llamar al ejército para aplastar toda protesta. Pero advierte Naomi, cuando dice que no tenemos el derecho a protestar, ese es el momento de inundar las calles. Y muchos sabemos que es así. Nuestras vidas están a riesgo, y no solamente por un virus coronado. Venus, la serpiente emplumada, se prepara a sacrificarse en la fogata del sol para surgir de nuevo siete días después como señor del amanecer. Comienza un ciclo de 584 días. En 584 días, ¿hasta dónde llevaremos nuestra revolución, nuestra revolución sanadora? And that is the question we have, Nina. How far do we take a revolution of healing? Because that's what the revolution that is called for is one of profound, profound healing, of fierce healing. Yes, and and you can already see some of it happen. You, you get a sense of some of the things that are going to emerge from this. And it makes me wonder, well, Maybe this this is the revolution. Yes. 
this is the revolution, that change is absolutely going to happen at the end of this endemic. We will have changed. We won't be the same as we were before. We're not the same now. I mean, you're absolutely right. It has. It has been coming. It is just dating for quite a while. It has reached the crisis, both due to the, to the pandemic, due to the climate change that is not in the future, that is upon us, due to us waking up to what is the threat and the entrenchment of the fascist movement, not only in other states, but through the world, is the realization that the old order is is, is deadly, has brought us to the brink of extinction of other species, definitely, but certainly of ourselves. And this realization is what brings us to this revolution. And revolution just means a quick, a quick, quick change. And that is what we need. We have no time for evolution any longer. A revolution of consciousness has to be now a waking up of the heart primarily, and of an intelligence that, that will be in accord to the heart and to the earth itself. A revolution has to be founded and rooted very, very firmly in the heart, our ability as mammals to love, to identify with one another, to identify with all life on earth, and to realize sacredness of life and of the great mother that births us. It's time to do away with false gods. It's time to really grab hold in consciousness of the divinity that is existence itself. And let's get rid of the abstract gods that we have enthroned upon the heavens and really know the divinity of existence for what it is here on earth in each other and in all our brothers and sisters, the other animals, our brothers and sisters, the plants, and the trees and the minerals of the earth and respect, respect and venerate the love life. Our mutual friend, Matt Fox, has always maintained that ours is a necrophilic culture, a culture that is in love with death. And we have to stop it. We either save ourselves with love or we just do not survive. If love does not prevail, we will not prevail. And let's call it for what it is. A lack of love. A lack of love. We have to awaken the heart. And we have to, to act from the heart. And that is what all the people coming out into the streets are doing. Uh, and that's where the revolution is. And that's where it begins. And that's where it will end. Nothing else will do. Nothing else will do. Well, those were some very profound words, which is, of course, what we always get from you. And we're very grateful to all of the wonderful contributions that you've made to La Raza Chronicles over the years. And we're so proud that you are the first poet laureate of Berkeley, an honor you so deserve. Thank you, Dina. You're so kind. I love you dearly. Well, it's been a pleasure. Look forward to more and many more such conversations and sharings of poems. Gracias, Dina. Hi, this is Greg Landau here on La Raza Chronicles, and tonight we're going to be listening to music from The Last Jerónimo, a.k.a. Jerónimo González, a musician, producer from Mexico, from the state of Veracruz, from Jalapa, founding member of the group Sonex, a member of the Mexican National Jazz Orchestra, and a well-acclaimed producer in his own right. And this is his newest CD called Harana Ways, 
that was recently released on Round World Records. And Jeronimo has been known as a bass player, but is also one of the finest harana players, someone who comes from the folk traditions, who has worked with a lot of Mexican folk groups, including uh, Laura Rebolloso, uh, Son de Madera, and, and many others, but has become one of the top Mexican jazz musicians at the same time. His work spans not only this fusion between jazz and son jarocho, but he's uh, also branched out into electronic music, trap music, and a lot of different styles, working with a, a broad range of Mexican musicians. So let's listen to some of his music and this interview that we conducted with him. This is a song called Garbo uh, from his new CD, Harana Ways. Thank you. 
Hi, I'm Jerónimo González, member of Los Sonics. Thank you so much for this interview. Greetings from Jalapa, Veracruz, Mexico. So let me tell you guys how Sonics started playing and what inspired us from the beginning. Luis Felipe Luna, uh, that is a, um, a singer and amazing uh, harana and requinto player, also a dancer from a very, very um, a known family uh, in the Son Jarocho culture. He started with this idea of playing Son Jarocho, Sones Jarochos, with a different approach. Um, he knew Camille, the violin player, from a very young age because their families were very close. Um, and a little bit after that, uh, Camille met me and met Elio, and we started playing and we started hanging out. But by that time, we didn't know Luis Felipe, just Camille. So I remember one day... Um, Camille and Elio started playing with him and they were very excited. And that's where the name Sonex came out. So they played together for a couple of months and a little bit after that, um, Elio needed to go to Europe uh, to make a, a tour with an, a different project. And that's where I came in and they invited me to make a show in a place called Tierra Luna. It's a venue in, in Jalapa, Veracruz. And I was so excited. That was the very first time the four of us playing together in a venue. And from that moment, we haven't stopped playing uh, for many, many years. We hang out every day, every day uh, in Luis Felipe's house to play and to make arrangements, to exchange ideas um, and make uh, new songs. So that's how Sonic started. And I think what inspired us um, was the very uh, different musical influences that we had. Um, from flamenco to uh, African music um, to rock music, Led Zeppelin, classical music. And later on, we made a mixture with all of that. So we're going to listen to the song Harana Ways by the last Jerónimo featuring Omri Mor. Harana Ways. <laughs>
So let me tell you guys about my work as Last Geronimo. But first, let me tell you why I chose that name. I chose it as a tribute to the decision of my parents uh, to call me uh, with that name after an Apache soldier that was the last indigenous leader to fall. And that was very meaningful to me since I was a kid. And I've been working with Mexican music and uh, indigenous Mexican music from uh, different approaches and blending it uh, with contemporary global music. And I have two albums. The first one is called Somos, and it's a work around the indigenous Mexican music blended with urban music. And it was very, very important to me to to share a project proudly Mexican with Mexican languages and Mexican identity. And my second album just came out. It's called Harana Ways, and it's a work dedicated to this instrument, the Harana, and all the musical language from the Son Jarocho music communicating with the musical language of jazz. All of this happening over uh, contemporary sounds. And all the work that I do as a producer uh, with other artists, uh, I try to put that uh, Mexican identity to it. Continuing with the music, this is Zapateado by The Last Jerónimo.
So that is Last Geronimo. And I think I would describe my work as a producer that wants to be known uh, by working with uh, Mexican sounds, with Mexican identity. As an admirer of the music from all over the world, traditional music from different countries and global music uh, and uh, mainstream music, I like to put my feet over Mexican ground and build my music from that. So we've been listening to music by The Last Jerónimo, a.k.a. Jerónimo González, a founding member of the group Sonex and bass player in the Mexican National Jazz Orchestra. So we challenged him to play one of the standards. Uh, this is a challenge for any young musician to stand up and play John Coltrane's Giant Steps. Let's listen to the Son Jarocho adaptation of Giant Steps. <laughs> did I start playing Harana and innovated this instrument? It was uh, when I was 15 years old, I met Harana and I met Son Jarocho music and uh, it was very touching um, 
for me because I felt a deep connection with this uh, genre, with this music. Since kid, I remember listening to Mexican music, pre-Hispanic music in my house, mambo, danzón, son huasteco, eh, mariachi. So I was very connected with Mexican music, but this thing was different. And I couldn't like stop playing harana since that day. I, I I started playing harana every day, all day for many years. And then I decided to study classical music. I got into the school playing classical double bass uh, with the bow. And it was really amazing experience. I also love that instrument. When I was studying all that music, I tried to play the same pieces on, on the jarana, and those were the first steps uh, to this new approach to the instrument and developing this instrument differently. Later on, I decided to get into the um, jazz school Uh, with uh, guitar first and then with double bass and electric bass. Also, I uh, I remember trying to uh, learn all those uh, chords with my jarana and playing those jazz and playing those jazz standards in, with the jarana, and it was very challenging and it was very fun at the same time. And I think what I learned in both schools was uh, how to approach and study uh, my instruments. So I decided to study my harana instrument as any other classical instrument or any other jazz instrument. So that moved me and got me to make my uh, or my own technique with the jarana and study different uh, harmonies and melodies and rhythmic skills and study music from all over the world and playing uh, with my jarana. And I think that has been a really big part of my life as a musician, but also as a human being. So continuing with the music, we're going to listen to the song Chayote featuring Jorge Pardo and Israeli-Mexican guitarist Ilan Barlavi.
talk you guys about the renewal of Son Jarocho. I think this is a very, very exciting moment in um, Mexican music. Uh, besides, uh, this kind of fusion and experiments have been taking place since many years ago. Um, I think this is a unique moment where young generations are excited and trying to build this alternative front from Mexico and this is really exciting for me and I think Sonex has been part of that uh, since day one because we have been developing ideas and trying to build this way of communication between Veracruz, Mexico and the world uh, through music And I think that's really awesome and that has been one of our biggest goals.
This is Greg Landau here on La Raza Chronicles, and we've been listening to an interview with Jerónimo González, who's quarantined in Jalapa, Mexico, in Veracruz, uh, talking to us about his latest CD, Harana Ways. And I hope you enjoyed this vibrant fusion of Son Jarocho with many different styles. Thank you for tuning in, and check out this record on all the digital platforms. Harana Ways by The Last Jerónimo. The following segment are poems to honor the passing of Latin American literary giant Ernesto Cardenal of Nicaragua, written and read by Nina Serrano. I saw it myself. I saw it myself by the corner of Cesar Chavez Avenue and Presida Park, at St. Anthony's Franciscan Order Church, at the Nicaraguan Poet-Priest Memorial Mass in San Francisco, California, visiting Nicaraguan musicians sang the folkloric hymns of liberation theology to an accompanying guitar and marimba, while the local neighborhood priest recited a simple service, modifying the offering of the holy wafer not onto the worshippers' tongues, but by dropping the sacrament into their hands for pandemic safety. At the post-service coffee and muffins in the church basement, Nicaraguan San Francisco poet Daisy Zamora recited her just-written poem to Cardenal through tears. She had served as the assistant minister of culture when the poet-priest was minister of culture. During the 1980s decade of the revolutionary government, beginning with the triumph of the revolution on July 19, 1979. Cardenal nurtured the Nicaraguan primitive painting movement, and his poetic works are a major voice of the Latin American exterior poets, whose poetry is meant to be understood by the people as it grapples with current issues of justice, spirituality, and liberation. Ernesto Cardenal is honored in the Americas. I saw it myself in San Francisco, California, by the corner of Cesar Chavez Avenue and Presida Park. Gonzafos 2020, Nina Serrano. Let the poets grow old. Let the poets grow old writing from long, deep insight into sound, touch, and the smell of seasons. Let them feel the grief of loss after loss that comes from living years and decades, repeating birthdays and holidays, witnessing infants stretch into adults stage by stage. Couples swell into families, tribes, and clans. Let their memories blur into themes and their patience distill long-brewed ideas till they are forged into shining steel swords, cutting through rambling, twisted vines of notions that don't withstand the test of time to reveal truth from illusion and delusion from shape-shifting reality. 
Let them remember what can be savored and shared, what blooms and nourishes, which cliches serve, which rhymes endure, following the evolution of a language of a lifetime. Poets ever adjusting to new tools, from writing secrets with a stick on the sandy shore, washed away by a wave, leaving echoes in a shell, to pencils, chalk, stick pins, fountain pens, ballpoints, to electric computers with ever-changing programs, leaving space for what is new. Let the old poets reach back to the ancestors, drag their legacy into the present tense, as words change meaning and idiom itself evolves in the mix-up of culture and speech. Let the poets grow old, and when they leave, let them create a place in the hearts of the people where feelings erupt and beauty blossoms. For the poets, in memoriam, Ernesto Cardenal, major Latin American poet who passed in Managua, Nicaragua, March 2020. May the poets grow old, their hair grow thin and white, backs resisting the pull of gravity, upright, reaching for the ideal, struggling for the positive gathering of words with rainbow tints and tones, creating chants to sustain and inspire. May the poets grow old, crafting hymns of hope word by word, carving out space for light to shine from cosmic darkness till the morning dawns. Ernesto Cardenal died at 95 years old, writing every day till his last. You've been listening to La Raza Chronicles, Crónicas de la Raza. If you'd like to stay up on our news, like us on Facebook, at La Raza Chronicles on Facebook. If you want to hear this program or share it with a friend, you can go to soundcloud.com slash La Raza Chronicles and share it. If you have any ideas for interviews we should be doing or would like to get involved with our collective, you can email us at Chronicles at kpfa.org. Muchísimas gracias y buenas noches. Yeah.